we just want to welcome you this evening. Let's uh, put it in G. We'll speed it up just a little bit and sing that song, uh, He Set Me Free. Now once like a bird in prison I dwell No free from my sorrow I fell When Jesus came and listened to me Glory to God, He set me free And He set me free, yes, He set me free He broke on Through a truth and leap over a wall. Now, hallelujah. 
broken my shield He gives power to all Hallelujah, hallelujah And now I'm free from condemnation Jesus is the rock of my salvation I can run through a truth and leap over a wall Hallelujah, oh hallelujah Amen, just praise Him this evening Let's uh, put it in F here and let's sing that song, um, Feel My Way. So fill my way every day with love as I walk with the heavenly dove. And let me go all the while with a song and a smile. before we take our needs before the Lord. And let's sing that song. Um, let's see. Let's sing that song, It Is No Secret and See. It is no secret What 
Also, I have here the Whitlocks are at home right now, sick. So if we could just remember them, that God would touch them. And I also have here that uh, Brother Ethan and Sister Anna Pritchard are not with us this evening. So if we could just remember them. Also, just uh, continue to remember Brother Danny Florian as he continues to uh, recover. Also, uh, if we could just remember Brother Anwar and his family. They were going to come this evening, but uh, we're not able to make it. So they are streaming, I believe. So if we could just remember them. Also, I have uh, here to just remember the drum, uh, the drums as well. And uh, if we could just remember Josh, Godwin, and family who are away this evening. And also, if we could just continue to remember the Smiths as well. Brother Steve, if you would just come now. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, we all come together. As believers, we bring these needs before your throne. Lord, how we love you so much. Lord, we believe that you can move on behalf of these needs. We pray for those who are away and traveling. Pray that your mercy would be with them. That you'd, you'd help them as on, their, on the road, wherever they may be. Those who need healing, Lord, we believe that you're a healer. We hold them before you and we hold them before your throne. In faith and in confidence. The many unspoken prayer requests that we have, Lord, we give them all into your hands. We all have them. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. 
And so, Lord, we just lay them at your throne in confidence, knowing that you'll move. Lord, this service we give into your hands. Lord, I, I believe that you'll, you'll move in a mighty way, and I, I, I trust that you will, but we ask that you will. And may we in this room, all of you, you know, you know, Lord, our minds are all, all different directions. But I pray that you'd give us a willingness to surrender to your Holy Spirit tonight and that you'd move in your own sweet way. And we ask that. We ask that in faith together that you just move and that you touch us in a special way. Encourage us, instruct us, guide us, lead us. Just bring our minds and our hearts subject to the word of God. And may you have preeminence in that. And so we give you this service tonight. How we love you and how we thank you for everything that you've done and that you do and that you will do. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray and ask. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may have your seats. And we'll just sing a few songs here before Brother Barry comes at this time. Let's sing that song, uh, Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh.
all singing now. Let's just worship Him together. Bless you all and welcome to the house of the Lord. It's certainly great to have all of you here tonight and uh, may the Lord bless you. It's an honor to be in God's house uh, with you, worshiping the Lord on this side because this is just what we're going to be doing on the other side when we get over there and it's a good thing for us to live over here like we're going to live over there. Brother Bram said we would do that in the last day. Uh, Just a couple of quick things here Uh, this evening. I wanted to say that uh, after service tonight we're going to have a snack for everybody. It'll be out in the shelter out here, so uh, everybody's welcome to to do that. We realize that uh, restaurants are not all open. Restaurants don't all have uh, staff, but we have staff and we have food. And so everybody's welcome here. You're not welcome in the fellowship hall. They're going to be setting up for dinner tomorrow. So fellowship hall is off limits after service, but we'll have something prepared uh, out in the back tonight. Uh, We have... uh, number of folks. Uh, Mitchell gave a, a list of people who are not here. We certainly do want to remember the folks that are uh, sick, real sick, and not with us. Uh, we mentioned Brother uh, Soriano in the Philippines. We're in contact with them every day, and uh, Brother Soriano's situation is serious, and we'll just ask you to continue to remember him in prayer. Also as well, uh, there are several churches that are closed down. We found out just before service tonight, Brother Erickson's church up in Ohio and one in Virginia and uh, several things happening around uh, the country in relation to closures. So we're thankful uh, for, uh, you know, the ability to stay open. We appreciate, uh, appreciate God's grace to us. Uh, just want to say that I know some of you are uh, wearing masks, and you're certainly welcome to do that. It's certainly your choice. 
Um, and, uh, you know, by God's grace, we've been, um, you know, been able to keep our doors open and, and uh, we're, we're grateful for that for sure. Uh, Brother Ethan and Sister Anna are not here tonight, and we want to remember them. Brother Ben Norod, some of you know from uh, Tennessee, has double pneumonia, and uh, we want to hold him up in prayer as well. Uh, we want to remember Brother Andy Irish's parents uh, who are still quite sick, Brother Danny Florian, who's in recovery, and um, Brother and Sister Smith, and they certainly miss being here uh, tonight. We miss having them with us. Um, it is great to have uh, all of our visitors here who are here tonight, and uh, good to have the Calhouns here uh, tonight. God bless you, and uh, it's, um, like I say, it's just, it's just good. Now, let me just say this about this weekend here. We have, um, uh, we have set aside this weekend just to worship the Lord for uh, a little extra in terms of services tonight and, and both services tomorrow. Um, the, way I, the way I approach this, the way... Uh, as we begin these meetings, uh, I have nowhere to go. I have nothing else on the agenda. I've cleared the agenda for this weekend for these services here. Everywhere else you could go in this town is either crowded or sold out. So there's no point in you being anywhere else, right? Restaurants, stores. I went to a store today, and the shelves were practically empty. And uh, lots of people in there, but the, sh the, the shelves are practically empty. So to me, this is a great place for us to be. This is a good place for us to spend our weekend and uh, to, to gain the most we can out of it. And, you know, coming into the house of the Lord with the expectation that we want God to speak to us. There may only be a little bit of this service for you, but my goodness, we want you to get it. And the way to get it is to just open your heart and, to, you know, to be uh, in that mode of worship and just to be, uh, you know, asking God to speak to you and, all of you are going through different things. All of you have, you know, a desire to hear from God and uh, get answers to questions and, uh, you know, choices that lay ahead of you and all the different things that we go through in this life. Life is more complex than it used to be. Life has got more stuff in it than it used to be, and things are not so simple. But you know what? God would never have left us here unless there was a path forward. But I will tell you this. I'll assure you this. He's the one who knows that path. He's the one who knows the direction. He's already got a plan for you. It's already set in motion. It's already determined in his mind. We just need to get our schedule in sync with his schedule. We need to get our lives in line with him. We need to get the mind of Christ so that we can uh, just let our minds relax and, and rest in his provision for us. And I, I will tell you what, I believe that his way is best. His way is best. You may be young, smart, alert, and think you could figure it out. I'm here to tell you, you can't. You need him. You need him when you're young, you need him when you're middle-aged, and you need him when you're old. And we are thankful for that. These brothers have come. Brother Paul's here, Brother John's here, and uh, you know they've set aside their weekend as well to come and journey to be with us. And uh, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And uh, I'm, I just, myself, I just have an expectation. I just want to hear from God and, and uh, want to know what he has for us. So... Uh, Let's, uh, having said that, uh, we, we want to just, uh, just continue to worship and uh, just, to, just to become real sensitive and just quiet in his presence. And I think that's a good thing for us to do. So let's stand to our feet tonight and let's sing what we were going to sing. 
Father in heaven, we love you. Was that what we were going to sing? I have a father. I have a maker. And he formed my heart. And before even time began, my life was in his hand. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that several months and so we're delighted to have him back with us tonight and uh, just trust that uh, he'll get out of the way and you'll get out of the way and uh, we'll just let the Holy Spirit have his way. Sing it one more time uh, as we invite Brother John to come and you pull on that gift and uh, just reach out to him now in prayer and I know that uh, God's got something for us. How many believe that? He knows my name. Yes, he does.
tonight. Good evening tonight. It's so nice to be with you and fellowship around the things of God and be in the presence of God. Jesus Christ is in this room right now. And it's just fantastic to fellowship with Him and be in love with Him and serve Him, isn't it? Turn around and, and wave to someone or shake their hand or greet them, welcome them, and, and nice to see you. I'll let you have your seats just for a moment. So nice to be here in Hickory, North Carolina, and, and visit you and part of the family of God. Brother Barry and Sister Becky Coffey and their families meant a lot to many of us. Uh, throughout this journey, I believe in heaven, it's going to be wonderful to spend time with them and appreciate them and appreciate you and uh, appreciate Brother Paul and Sister Rebecca LaFontaine and it's so nice to have them tonight, isn't it? How many has been blessed by their lives and ministry? Uh, Brother Paul, I remember him when he was uh, 16 years old, 17, we were fellowshipping and um, I remember his dedication to Christ and his surrender to uh, the things of God, even back as a teenager. And he, he might not remember that, but I remember as a young man knowing him and his love for the Lord Jesus, and it's never changed. It's only gotten greater. And to see him and Sister Rebecca and have him ministering tomorrow, we're looking forward to that. And to see you again and... Uh, I wanted to say what your church is doing for Vision Books is certainly a blessing, and uh, we support that, and it's, it's just incredible. I mean, you'll never know what the Lord has done through your church and Vision Books, and we want to thank Brother Barry for being such an encouragement. Uh, he's been an encouragement to many. And we're here uh, this weekend on Labor Day weekend to labor together and to uh, be together. There's probably... Many that couldn't be here, some are streaming. You know, the last year or so has been a little bit uh, abnormal. But uh, we're, we're happy to know that we're serving the Lord in spite of all of this. And I bring you greetings from my wife and family. She went up into Canada today to see the grandchildren. And, and so I'm stuck in the United States and she's up in another country. <laughs> but uh, it's good to know that the Lord is working all over this globe tonight. The Lord is working and He's interested. You know, um, tonight we're going to be speaking something the Lord laid on our heart for tonight. And I'm just going to be real personal and list right down home. Is that okay? I know it's special meetings, but uh, we're about ready to go home in the rapture. And so uh, many of you have served the Lord a long time and uh, been down the road a long time and we just want the Lord to have His way. And uh, tonight I'd like to speak on face-to-face personally. And uh, face-to-face personally. And it seems like when we get up in the flying in the airplane, for some reason, Brother Ben, there's just inspiration starts flowing and flowing. And so we wrote seven pages of notes from uh, Dallas, Texas to Charlotte, North Carolina. So... This is personal tonight. It's, it's fresh right off the, 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 the press as it was. The Lord just gave it to us. I think we get closer to God up there somewhere. Maybe it's not having cell phones and computers and all that, but tonight this message is for you. I'm just, I'm just the messenger, you know. I'm just bringing you the mail tonight. And it's got your name written on it. And uh, so tonight we want to speak on that, you know, in this digital age. 
in this electronic and mechanical device age, God would send you a message, a personal message uh, that would give you something for your heart. Uh, He's been a faithful messenger, the Lord Jesus. So why don't we stand tonight and turn to the Scripture. Exodus chapter 33. Thank you, musicians. I, I get to see you on the streaming so often, but we get to see you live. Amen. There's nothing like being in a live service. Is that right? I mean, we stream, we see you, sometimes streaming or special services, but there's nothing, there's just nothing like looking at you in the face and saying, God bless you. Welcome to the presence of the Lord. And it's nice to have uh, Pastor Stephen Coffey here tonight. (laughs) I can say that. (laughs) But uh, I told him I'm looking up to him now. He's he's a pastor. And so uh, that's wonderful. We were able to share with Brother Stephen, he might think that he's young, a young pastor, but I was 23 when I was pastoring. And it's like being thrown right in boot camp. You know, you're, just, you're a young man, new, married, and it's just like you learn a lot. Amen. But I'm glad that as the years go by that we've, we've been able to be friends with many of you. And God bless you tonight. I don't want to start mentioning names and things, but I'll get in trouble. If we bow our heads and speak to the Lord, who would just say, Lord, speak to me tonight. Speak to my life, Lord. Be personal. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, there's many people that we know in our lifetime, many voices that we hear. But Lord, we want to know You. We want to be able to look You into the face tonight and be able to hear Your Word and be in Your presence We need you tonight, Jesus. We confess our littleness. We're not educated and mighty in this life. Lord, many of the world would just pass over and drive past this church tonight and not really think much about it. Tonight we've come into this place and I pray that it would be a real sacred experience for every believer. We've drawn our licks of fire together. We've put our shoulder to the wheel. I don't believe it's just for one person. I believe it was for all of us. You would lay things on Brother Paul LaFontaine's heart for these meetings and our hearts to deliver the message. I pray that as Brother Barry has invited all of us and tonight's a special service that we'd lay aside any strangeness or weirdness or things of this life and just be able to sit down at your table. And may you speak to us lip to ear. There's children here. There's young people. There's middle-aged. There's elders, Lord. And to hear your voice and to know you is the greatest thing that a mortal could do is bow our heads and close our eyes and speak to you. Lord, come out of the shadows and come off the pages and come out of just the mechanical things and be personal to every single person. The atmosphere, let it just be of your presence. We're only here for a few minutes, but I pray that eternity would drop down into our hearts. And Lord, while we're with you, if there's any sick among us tonight, may they be healed. Any mentally or physically or emotionally or spiritually in trouble, that you would just take them into your hands and into your heart and speak to them very personally tonight. As we were fellowshipping with the saints today, 
And someone said certain meetings that their lives was changed forever. Lord, may tonight's service and this weekend be a weekend and a services that we will long remember for it changed our lives. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we welcome you. Amen. Face to face personally. Exodus chapter 33, verse 11. Verse 11 is actually the verse where we're taking tonight's thought from. Exodus 33, verse 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face. As a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again unto the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Verse 13 is a wonderful verse. And now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. Well, we need that in September, doesn't we? 2021. Verse 15, And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. In other words, Lord, if you don't go up with us, if your presence isn't with us, we don't want to go. Don't let this be a sermon tonight where you're trying to figure out all the the minister, the, you know, the service. It's, it could just be for you. The Lord wants to deliver you a message. If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up fence. And wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Isn't this wonderful? I wonder if somebody here tonight could hear those words. You have found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, thou canst not see my face for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me. Hallelujah. And thou shalt stand upon a rock. Oh, I want to be close to him tonight. I want to be wherever he's at. And it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by that I will put thee in a cleft of the rock and will show 
cover thee with my hand while I pass by, and I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Just go back to verse 11. This is where some days ago the scripture came into my heart. And the Lord said unto Moses, spake unto Moses, face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. Lord, speak to us tonight like that. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You can have your seats. Face to face, personally. Are you ready to listen tonight? Are you interested? Are you interested in relationship? God's interested in you. You know, we've heard a lot in the years, and you've been down the road, some of you. We can hear a lot of things mechanically. We can be around the church. We can be around the message. We can be around his prophet. We could be around a Bible. We could hold a cell phone or a computer that's got all of Brother Branham's messages on it. We could be equipped with a lot of equipment, but we need his presence. Brother Branham was talking about the scripture that we just read and how Moses was complaining, but then God showed Moses his glory and he was ready to go. And all the 40 years of training, he said, his dear mother had given him on theology and all that he'd learned out of the textbooks. He made a failure out of it. But in five minutes of time, surrendered in the presence of the pillar of fire, he was better equipped than all the equipment in the world could make him. So tonight, we've heard good messages. We've heard good word. We've been around the things of the Lord, but five minutes in His presence, just you surrendered in the presence of God, that's what we need tonight. You know, we could talk all about Him, but it's different when there's a feeling toward God. I mean, some have talked about emotion and feelings, but friends, there is a presence of God that comes deeper than our flesh. It comes down to our souls. And that's what we need, Brother Branham said. They need the presence of the living God with a revelation of His divine will and His power to approach it, to take off our shoes and just approach it and be reverent. Face to face, personally. Think about that. Face to face. The scripture that we read in Exodus 33, verse 11 says, The Lord spake unto Moses face to face. As a man speaketh unto his friend. It's amazing that we are being raised in a digital electronic age of text and email and vibrations and rings. But it's different when you speak face to face with someone. And even now I'm getting into my personal notes from the airplane. (laughs) In this age of social distancing that we have all gone through in these last months, God has made us to be social creatures. And Satan achieves his goals by designing a world that is 
forced to bow to social distancing. You know, even mask wearing and things, you can see where you can't see a person's face. But it's really the glory of the person is in their face. You say, have you met that person? Or I'd like to introduce you to a person or a personality. You don't show them a picture of your foot or of your hand. Exactly. You know, your stinky feet. You don't pull off a sock and show that. But it's your face. It's it's when I see your face, I see your personality. There's something in the word of God that says face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. It's just so much deeper that God's expressing his interest in us tonight. You know, Brother Branham spoke about Moses writing the book of Genesis and how he saw that by vision and how God spoke to him. He said God spoke to Moses face to face and lip to ear. So it's not a mystery. It's not something that God's wanting to keep you from you knowing yourself in Christ. He's taken all the mystery away. He he wants it to be clear. He wants it to be one-on-one. You and God alone. Like That's a real friend. I want to know you face to face. And it's amazing, Moses being a type of Christ, that God could speak to him. God has a voice. God can speak. God can write. Brother Bradham talked about him writing the Ten Commandments with his own finger. He wrote on the walls of Babylon one day with his finger. Do you remember that? Meaning, meaning, tekel a parson. You remember when Jesus stooped down and wrote in the sand one time with his finger. God can speak. God can read. God can write. God is a fountain of grace and power and divine wisdom. God is God tonight. On September the 4th, 2021, God wants to know you face to face. God wants to know you in the power of His resurrection. And He talked about, Brother Branham, about, and hear ye Him about, that's what causes separation in families. And separation in churches is a lack of love. He said that's what causes separation in families is a neglect of love. That's what causes separation in churches is neglect of love. We've got to have love. It's, it's, he didn't say that you didn't have love in your family or didn't have love in your church, but he said it's a neglect of love. Friends, there's a reservoir of God's presence in your heart but it takes meeting him face to face to unlock that reservoir lord unlock it this weekend lord let, let don't let our hearts become hardened with the things that we're going through don't let my heart become hardened don't let my mind become seared don't let my the thing, my ears and the flood of information of this world dull the voice of God. He's trying to bring you up to Himself this weekend to know you face to face. Hallelujah. Tonight, are you willing to ask the Lord to take you to places you've never been before? Or are you going to stay comfortable in the place that you know Him as when He's trying to draw you up closer? 
trying to draw you nearer. Are you even interested? I mean, it, it takes an interest. It takes something to be sparked within the believer. And that's why he's appearing to us in these meetings is to awaken our desires. He, he appears to meetings like this to awaken the love, to awaken an interest, to move our hearts from Laodicea into a rapturing condition where we can be ready to go home, to live forever in heaven, in His presence forever. Oh, don't you want to go there? He, he's drawing us up to see not our hinder parts, not our sin, but He's drawing us up to see our face. And you don't need to be embarrassed and you don't need to be ashamed. Just let Him take you as you are to change your life. You can never be the same after looking Jesus in the face. He wants to know you personally. He, he doesn't want the pastor in the room with you, your father in the room with you, your mother in the room with you, your children in the room, your wife, your husband, your best friend. He wants to be alone with you. You're not in the crowd. You're not just part of the likes or the dislikes. You're not just part of a media group. You're not part of just a group. You're part of a oneness with Jesus Christ. Oh, don't you want to know Him more? To, to just be caught away that I would see you, Lord, face to face. But in this age, and in the last months, we have seen a distancing away from His presence. And Satan is showing that in the natural by bringing a social distancing rules and masking and all kinds of opinions about vaccination or, you know, should we be together? Should we not be? Get to, and it's in the news. It's in the numbers and in another wave and in this. And we can get so caught up in that that we start to bow to the spirit of this age, which is to take you and I away from the presence of God. None of that was by God's design. None of this distancing will be in heaven. There won't be any mass. There won't be any sin in heaven. There, there won't be any separation in heaven. So God communicates tonight by His Word and by His Holy Spirit. Because some might be saying, oh, where is God? Or I want to know Him, Brother John. Or I want to talk to Him. Brother Branham talked about Job and said he'd like to go up to his house and knock on the door and be able to talk to him. Say, if I could only have 30 minutes of an interview with someone that would know everything about me. I wouldn't even have to say anything. He would just know all the fine print. I wouldn't have to start nowhere. He would just know everything. Wouldn't that be wonderful? You can have that tonight. It's face to face, alone, personally with Him. Now God has spoken today. I'm going from Moses seeing Him face to face. And we know that that was the Old Testament. We've gone now through Jesus coming, through the ages. But today in the bride of Christ, God has given you and I a window into God's mind through a prophet messenger, William Branham. And we ought to be thankful for that. If you want to know God's will or God's way in the matters, God has given us a message that we would be able to know Him. You know, God desires to know you personally, though. 
say, well, he knew Brother Branham or he knows our pastor. He knows the visiting minister. I, I think there's someone in my church that really knows God, but he wants to know you better. After this weekend, I trust you know Jesus Christ better. God's interested in you. He's interested in, and He's here to awaken these desires. That we would know Him personally and not just all about Him, but to know Him is life. Hallelujah. I'm interested. There's a desire working in the bride. I've seen it this year traveling in many, many churches, literally hundreds of people and being influenced by and seeing what God is doing, not just locally, but globally. The bride is in revival. God is doing something in the bride body. And, and, and I believe you're part of it. And I think even to be hearing what we're hearing tonight ought to give you confidence and courage that God's not wanting to distance Himself further from you but he's wanting to come closer. Like, let's get together alone and speak to you face to face. That's a real friend of God. How many believe God still speaks today? God still speaks today to his elected bride by his faithful Holy Spirit. As we've already said, Jesus is in this room right now. God has a voice. God can speak. God hasn't been dumb, not able to speak since 1965. God still speaks. God heals by music. God heals by love. Just a little love stretched over a a spot, a scar, can actually give a person hope and faith. Do you know even a smile... I'm talking about the face because that's really... You say, well, Brother John, I want to see your muscles. No, you don't want to see Brother John's muscles. You want to see my face. You say, oh, I've seen Brother John. If you just see your face, say, I see Brother Paul. It's not his strong muscles. <laughs> I see his face. I, I see the glory of God. You say, I, really, I know that person. I've seen you before, brother. Where, where did I see you? I've, I've seen your face. Well, what about the presence of God? Well, I've seen you. Do you know the Lord? Personally. Oh, it was my desire that every single person in this service would know Jesus Christ better. God can speak to you. He spoke to men and women in the Scriptures. How many believe that? God God spoke. We just read it in in, in, uh, Exodus chapter 33. God spoke to Moses. They went back and forth. They weren't arguing it wasn't like, I'm talking to you. Hello? No, it wasn't that way. It was back and forth. There, there was a relationship. It, it wasn't like the Garden of Eden where you're running from tree to tree and you don't want to be exposed and you don't want Him to know where you're at. That's not a right relationship. You know, friends, we shouldn't be living in fear tonight. If the Lord would come during the service and the resurrected saints come... We don't want anyone in our churches that's saying, oh, I don't want that to happen. God, I hope it's not tonight. You, you know, and really, friends, I'm appealing to your children or your young people or to someone that might be struggling in your Christian life. God doesn't want you to live in fear. He wants to know you personally. He, he moved on men and women in the Bible. 
He moved on men and women through the ages. They, they literally gave their lives. You know, people don't give their lives just for nothing. I mean, there are Muslims and there's people of the world that blow themselves up or they blow up, uh, you know, airplanes or they, and they think when they take the next breath, they're going to be in what they call heaven or paradise. It's kind of amazing. The terrorist that took over the plane some years ago on 9-11 and flew him into a, you know, the trade tower, the trade tower buildings thinking that, you know, when they crash in and give their lives, that in the next breath they're going to have all these virgins and be in another place. What a horror to wake up in, in the regions of the lost. What a horror if they would have known if they could rewind the tape as they're going through the security and going through the lineup that day. Oh, if they could have rolled back the tape three hours when they got up and knew they were going to have their last meal. See, they, they believed that they were going to be in a better place. They're not in a good place tonight. But if they can believe a lie and actually believe it and give their lives... Why are we having so much trouble saying we know Jesus, we know the Lord, and we're not willing to give our lives? I mean, friends, let's be real honest. I mean, you give your whole life to Christ, and when it's all over, you live for eternity in a new body in a place called heaven. Don't miss it for the world. And I don't mean that tongue in cheek. I mean, God's given you a promise face to face. You give your life to Him, He's going to take you to a wonderful place. Praise be to God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, would you come into our meetings though and don't let them just be mechanical services and where we're just hearing preaching and hearing songs and we go out the same. Bring it into a face to face experience. Where personally, God is still speaking tonight. And God has thoughts about you. God gave me these notes flying way above in the clouds, you know. God has thoughts about you. And He's not withholding Himself when the bride needs to hear His voice and be directed. There was a little plaque, Brother Barry, that hung on my wall as an adolescent and as a teenager. It was a brown little plaque on our brown paneling door. Sister Sharon, and it said, Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. You know, it was more than a plaque. What was written on that plaque came into my heart. And it became like a life mission. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Every experience that God has allowed you to have should draw you closer to Him. And Tonight, it's still, you only have one life. And it's soon passing, and only what's done for Him is going to last. Hallelujah. God has thoughts towards you and you that are seeking His will, or you that desire to serve Him, or to know Him better. He's not here to disappoint you and push you away. Tonight on a Saturday night, not all people on this, on the face of this earth have a divine receiver. 
that when they hear the word of God, that there's something in them that says yes, or I surrender, or I want more of that. Not everybody has that. Brother Branham taught us in the message, thirst, that every human has a thirst, but it gets perverted by Satan. The Indians, you know, they worship the sun or they worship totem poles or whatever. It's in human nature to have a thirst. But not every person has a seed inside of them, a receiver, that when they hear the word, they want that. So tonight, if you even have a desire for God, you ought to thank God for that. If, if you feel the least pull of God, you ought to respond to that. Because not everyone that's driving by this road tonight has the Holy Ghost. Not everyone that's driving by this road is going to be in heaven. Amen. Every person that goes in the rapture, that goes in the rapture, would have met Jesus face to face. They, they would have had an experience somewhere in their journey where they personally met Him. I'm trying to be simple enough tonight so all of us get it. Amen. Tonight, not every person has a seed of God inside of them. Not everyone is a son and daughter of God. You've heard about serpent seed or you've heard about those that are going to come to him that day and him say, I never knew you. It's not that he didn't know they existed, they didn't, that they didn't have a social security number, or that somehow you were born and lived and God somehow missed you. No, 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 not everyone came from God. But everyone that came from God is going to go back to God. It's true, friends. Not every person is a son or daughter of God. And if you even have a desire for the word, you ought to be thankful about that. You say, well, oh, you're really preaching simple tonight. Well, that's our relationship with God. We are sons and daughters of God. And his wife tonight is making ourselves ready. That's what we're doing tonight. We're waiting and the church will continue on to slug it out and have meetings and so forth until the coming of the Lord. There might have been uh, someone, uh, you know, come to the Lord this past week in Africa or in Malawi. They might have got that shipment of container of books and, and they're just hearing it like for the first time. It's like, wow, and face to face. Then don't let us over here in America be bogged down with all that we know and all the message books that we have. We, we ought to say, Lord, I want to know you face to face. Bring back the new again. Bring back the refreshment to where even the house of God and your presence means something to me. Five minutes in the presence of God, did more for Moses than 40 years of training. Do you realize the lights could just come on tonight for someone? They could just come on. I know that's how it was for me, Brother Paul and Sister Rebecca, born and raised in the tabernacle, born and raised in Jeffersonville, born and raised with a father as a minister. And, uh, you know, going Brother Branham's church was where we went to church. I was raised there and raised around the message our whole lives. But it's more than just hearing that mechanical voice or pressing play. It's more than all that. It's, it's knowing Him face to face. I know Jesus and He knows me. And, you know, I might not be where I should be or where I want to be, but I want to know Him more. God can work with that desire. 
Brother Branham came to a time in his life when he also felt like he had made mistakes and been in error in 1959. But in one message, Brother Branham uh, was just speaking about this and wanted to see the glory of God pass by him. He was down in Green's Mill in his little cave where Brother John was born and raised in that area. And Brother Branham found a little place there. But he was just wanting God to appear to him. And he wanted God to make himself known that he was forgiven and that, uh, that God's grace had been. And I wanted you to see the results of that visit. In this message, he said he raised up his voice. Like when he realized that God came down and appeared in a little whirlwind and God, that I've forgiven you and I, I'm giving you my grace. I'm appearing to you and speaking to you things publicly that only you know privately what you've been thinking and what's been going on in your life. Tonight, if that's what God is doing, you ought to in your heart just witness and just check off, that's the Holy Spirit. Brother Branham said he raised up his voice and I wept. Then he said, I cried. Then he said, I hollered to God and I said, I love you with all of my heart, Lord. Now, this is a man... I'm going from Moses that knew him face to face. I'm jumping to our prophet William Branham that when he was affected by the presence of the Lord, it affected him. He wept. He hollered. He cried. He cried out, I love you with all of my heart, Lord. I mean, if our services or if our meetings or if our relationship with the Lord brings coldness and rudeness and bitterness, and then we have missed His face. He might be around you, but if just being around you has caused you to, to backslide or just become cold or stale, you need to move your face up into His eyes and look at Him face to face. Do we agree tonight? Brother Branham began to confess in another message just less than a month later. So it must have been something on his heart that he was affected by this appearing. And he began to pray to the Lord like this. Just watch his prayer, Brother Peter, as he just began to pray. He said, if you will help me, come on my mind. Now here's a man that was looking into the presence of the Lord. He wasn't in church. He wasn't in a convention. He was out in the wilderness there in southern Indiana. And he says, if you will help me, come on my mind. Lord, I'm not very strong mentally. This is amazing. You know, he didn't... In the presence of the Lord, you don't become all stuffed up. And I'm the greatest one. And I've got a healing ministry. And... Well, I don't want to go home because I've got ambulances lined up down my, my street because they believe that I have a divine gift from... No, no. This was a man that realized that he was not very strong mentally and he said it. Hallelujah. I'm working with some of you. You might feel like a weak Christian. You might feel like you're a mistake or a failure. And you sometimes might need to just say that. But God's not going to leave you there. He, God's not, you're not a loser and you're not a victim and you're not a backslider. And you're not a sinner. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You're a son and a daughter of God. 
that your senses are coming to yourself of who you are in Christ. He doesn't want you to see His hinder parts and then you to live the rest of your life condemned and for you to sit on the back row of heaven condemned. You're not going to be in the back row of heaven. But I'll just say this. I would be, I'd rather be on the back row of heaven if I make it to heaven. Just, David said it like this. Just make me a doormat in the house of my God. You know, y'all know what a doormat is, right? Do y'all know what a doormat is? All the snow and all the, you know, Brother Ward, all the dirt from the... You come in and you... I, David said, I'd rather be a doormat, a doorkeeper in the house of my God. Just make me a rug in the church but I want to be in the presence of God. Hallelujah. That's somebody that's desiring to... He said, I have no education. I'm trying to serve you. And you know my heart. You know, a a man or a woman coming into the presence of God cannot condemn another person. A man or a woman that really knows God and have seen Him face to face and is walking in the glory of God is not going to condemn another person. Because you realize God had grace for you. God had mercy for you. When you look into His face, it's not condemning. Let me say it like this. God is not condescending to you. He's not condescending to you, even though He's great and mighty and big. But He's always trying to raise you up. And rapture is a catching away. He's not coming down in a shout, a voice, and a trumpet to tell the bride she's a loser and you're going to hell and you're foolish virgin. He's come down and He does all three as He descends to catch you away. Hallelujah! Our God is so great. He can look at the worst sinner and just take away their sin so far away that he doesn't even know you did it in the first place. And Brother Branham said, if you've got sin in your life more than one time, I think it's at least three times, and you come up in this prayer line, don't come up in the prayer line with sin in your life because he'll call it out. He said, just step out of line. And in one place, he actually gave a prayer. I think it lasted for 30 seconds or something. Lord, forgive me for my sin and forgive me for my unbelief. And then he said, step back into line. Hallelujah. I mean, one year I showed that at Louisiana camp to the young people and showed it on the screen. And I I showed it and had them play the stopwatch on the screen of how long does it take for a person's sin to be under the blood. And he's talking about the prayer line and not to come in this line with sin in your life and unconfessed sin. And he's counseling the people. He said, step out of line. Oh, you say, step out of line and go back to your seat. No, no. He said, step out of line. Then he gave a prayer. He gave a, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Wash me in your blood. I want, and then he said, step back into line. Do you know what, friends? When that person got to Brother Branham, he couldn't see that sin. God cannot reveal to a prophet the sin because it's gone. Oh, you say, well, I believe that Brother Branham's day. Well, what about tonight? Five minutes in his presence could totally transform your life. All the years, all the torment, all the mistakes. 
I'm going to go out on a limb. All your blatant sin and your rebellion could be put under the blood. Just step out of line. Bow your head in prayer and step back into line. And if a prophet was here tonight, he couldn't even bring that up. Do you all believe that tonight? Am I preaching to the chandeliers or am I preaching to a people that say, Lord, I want to know that kind of God. Put me in that kind of line. There's power, power, wonder working power. Or did that all end with the prophet? Did that all end? Is the Spirit of God just as discerning of your name, your address, your, you know, where you live and what you come with a female trouble or with a, with a problem in your marriage or an issue at your job? God knows all of those things. Do you believe that? Uh, you don't need Brother John or Brother Barry or Brother Paul to call out your name and your at. You already know your name and address and, and in your need. That's not what the bride needs. They don't need a gift to be able to call out people's sin and you got an issue. We need ministers that can go to the heart of the matter, bring the presence of God into the, to where the people can see Jesus face to face personally and go out delivered. I believe he's in the building tonight. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Face to face personally means personal is something that's private. If you, you might want to write down some notes. I see some of you writing notes tonight. Personal means it's to the individual. It's your own. It's particularly and special to you. It's personal. That's part of personally. It's person. Person. It's close up. It's When you talk about being personal with someone, it's near to them. It's dear to them. It's a specific person. It's not the group. Brother John isn't ministering to Hickory... Um, Bible tabernacle, or to you that are visiting, or to you that are streaming. I'm not preaching to the masses. The Lord laid something on my heart which is very personal. It's a message to each one of you. It's personal. So I'm not preaching to the group. It's to a specific person. And that is opposite than public. You say, well, I want to send a personal message to you. I get your number I, 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 or I talk to you face to face. But if it's for the public, that's a whole other message. This message isn't just for the public. It's for the bride. It's for you. It's for a specific person. Tonight I want you to think of God and of His Word and of His presence. Because there's things about God and there's things about people that are private. There's things that are not for the public. There's things that are very personal. Are you all together tonight? You don't want your sins put up on this screen or what you thought this past week or last month since you was a Christian. That would be embarrassing. They say, I don't want that. So the Word of God is coming to a private, personal matter to you and I as individuals. And our prayer tonight ought to be, Lord Jesus be personal to me. Can I get the congregation to agree? Two, two or three of you agree. Lord Jesus, be personal to me. 
Because we do not want a distant God. Our God is not far away. Tonight our God does not live past Pluto or back past Saturn somewhere, light years away. I want to say it again. Jesus Christ is in this room right now. We don't want an impersonal God. We don't want our church to be like that. We don't want to lose that in our families. We neglect our love for the Lord. It shows up in our families, shows up in our children, shows up in our young people, our marriages, everything. Our natural relationships suffer when our spiritual relationships are suffering. You all know that. When you're suffering spiritually, you're not where you ought to be. It comes out in your natural relationships. You're short, you're quick, you're distant, you're non-responsive, you're bored. You know, it's amazing. We, here in America, we've just got it made. God's given you the message. He's given you ministry. He, I, I sent a picture, Brother Barry, of your church today to someone in Africa, Uganda. And they responded back, you know, how many people can fit in that church building? I mean, I, I sent a picture of the church in Tucson that I was preaching at a couple weeks ago to someone in Africa. Oh, no, it was New Zealand. And they said, my, you, your church is in North America. They're just beautiful. You know, you have chairs, you have air conditioning. I mean, what we call just, well, you know, what we take for granted we ought to be so thrilled. We can hear the presence of God. I mean, Brother Paula Fontaine is preaching tomorrow morning. I mean, this church ought to be electrified. I mean, I'm just breaking the ice for, I'm laying the foundation for Brother Paul to step on the platform tomorrow. Because I want to know Jesus more personally and more face to face. So tomorrow I'm coming. I'm going to be prepared to hear from God. We don't want an impersonal God and become a spoiled brat in North America. Tonight, take inventory of what God's done for you, what He's doing for you, what He's going to do for you, and that ought to cause us to holler a little bit. And Brother Branham was in the woods, and when God received his confession, he felt like hollering and saying, God, I love you, Lord, but... Some of you have read the history of revivals. And do you know the Welsh revival in Wales started in a young people's meeting? It wasn't the main service. It was a group of young people that were desiring the move of God and desiring, you know, they were just cold churches and they just know life. And a group of young people were together. It was a young lady. And if I showed you her picture on the screen, she was just a homely young lady, but she stood up in the midst of that youth meeting and said, Lord Jesus, I love you with all of my heart. And the Holy Spirit fell on that meeting and on the Welsh uh, whole nation. And over a hundred thousand souls were won to Christ because a young lady wanted to know him face to face. Oh, tonight, if we would turn our faces from our video game or from our social media or our devices and, and turn and look full in his wonderful face. Are we even interested? I mean, uh, uh, is, does this word, does his presence do anything for us? Oh, God, help us tonight. We don't want a God that we cannot touch. 
We want him tangible. We, we would like for our meetings and for our homes to be where God can be felt. Where even if a person disagrees with us, they can at least say there's something about that person. There's a presence. There's just being around them. I can sense and feel, sense that energy and sense the pre- there's just something different about you. What makes you like that? How many would desire that? Just, okay, let me ask you a personal question. How well do you know him? How well does he know you? Because there's many people that think they know him and he doesn't know them. They're deceived. They're a deceived church by the world. They, they think they're good. They think because they do certain things religiously that they know him. They, they think they're going to heaven. How many has been around people like that? I, I used to work in a grocery store and the, and the manager over me, she was a woman and she wore pants, she had short hair, she had earrings, she, just the whole thing and I, she smoked. She said, I know I'm going to heaven. You know, I know I'm going to heaven. Well, you all are quiet. <laughs> I just, you begin to think how a person had become so deceived. How can God... Allow that to be in a woman of this age, smoking, earrings, pants, the whole thing, which is, you you say, well, you're talking about the outside. No, what's on the inside reflects on the outside. How how can God accept that type of standard into heaven and, and then he forces you to be holy and toe the line and serve him in a certain standard? God's not a double standard. It's, it's either holiness or it's whatever. <laughs> Either God's holy or He's unholy. And God can't just accept everybody. Oh, it's whatever you believe. Three gods, oh, one God, two gods, your own God. No, no. He knows exactly what He meant by His Word. He's not confused. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 7. Can we read a couple scriptures before we go tonight? Uh, Matthew chapter 7. If I would ask each one of you parents, what is your greatest desire for your children? I believe it would be unanimous that our children would know the Lord. Is that true? I mean, we we can try to give them money. We can try to bring education. We can try to bring a good home. And we don't want them to suffer. We want them to live a better life than we did. All of that. But when it really comes down to it, I'll just let Brother John out of the Bible say it, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Is that true? Money can't buy that. Position in life. Having 1,387 likes on your picture. You know, someone likes your face. You're sharing your face. That's wonderful. And then you look into the presence of God and it's condemned. Oh, I don't want to go there. I don't want to... I feel condemned. I feel uneasy. I want to get away. See, your whole life could... You could be president or vice president. God help the person, you know. And they're not happy. I just read yesterday or today... I think she's the number three or number one tennis star. I think she's from Japan. 
She's really going through a nervous breakdown as we speak. And she lost her match and she tried to go to the Olympics and different things. She said, when I win, she says she always felt just sad. And when I lose, it's even worse. Like she lost today, throwing her racket and she's going through a nervous breakdown. I have pity for her. So you can be the very best in whatever sports or whatever field you're in. And when it really comes to it all, if your mind isn't stable, what have you got in life? We read it in Exodus about peace and He knows my name and how gracious and merciful He is to those that would just surrender your life to Christ and then we have all these testimonies and see people in the world. I mean, they're in the Olympics. They're in the top ten of the world. And, and they're not happy. Friends, don't live as a believer and be unhappy. And you're not rich and you're not famous and, you're, and you don't have a lot of things and you're still unhappy. And They have all the money. I mean, Bill and Melinda Gates. They, I mean, we live in by Lake Washington up near Seattle. They have home and boats and yachts. And it didn't make them happy. Money didn't keep their marriage together. Is that true? Well, don't live in the message and not have money and yachts and, and a house on the lake and still have your marriage in trouble. Hallelujah. I mean, it's not, it doesn't make sense. That we would know Him. That ought to be our longing tonight. And some of us need to just learn to cry again and get broken in His presence and honest with one another. Friend, if we can't be honest with one another, one day a person standing in the presence of God, you're going to be broken then. At the white throne judgment, a person that's been in the message and heard what we've heard, and miss the rapture? That's enough hell in itself. The first five minutes after the rapture happens, and everyone that heard this message and missed the rapture, that's enough hell in itself. That's a, when the scripture says, they'll call for the rocks and the mountains to call, fall on them. That's where that person's going to be. It's horror. It's tragic. Don't live like that. Hallelujah. Isn't the Lord wonderful? He's standing with His arms tonight open. He's not trying to hinder you. He's just saying, come on in. I'm inviting you. Let me just give you a little word of announcement. Christ is desiring today and this weekend to introduce Himself to someone. This first Saturday night service, that's what the Lord laid on our heart. He wants to introduce Himself to someone tonight. And He's inviting you to come into a further experience with Him greater than you've ever had before. Is it one of your children? Is it an adolescent? Is it a teenager? Is God calling you from the kitchen? From the church, from the parlor, the living room, where we can talk about, you know, how's, what's the politics like in North Carolina? Or, you know, what, what's the virus doing lately here in your sports teams? You know, the North Carolina this, or, you know, the Virginian this, or what's your, you know, we can talk about a lot of things. And wow, you can see someone's face light up. 
about the prices and so forth. And we can go on and on up escalators and down escalators and talk about the prices and so forth. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And a person be living right in hell and not even know it. And they think we're having a great time and it's wonderful. And a prophet's in another dimension saying, there I was back in hell again. Because he was in another dimension of seeing Christ face to face. It's amazing. And as a 14-year-old boy, when he was falling and falling, and when he was falling, is this okay? Into another presence, and he heard those spirits going, And and it's literally the background music to ACDC. They play it backwards, and it was, That's exactly what it was. He said, there I was back in hell again. He's in a J.C. Penney store and seeing the women coming up, talking about the prices and so forth. He wasn't laughing and joking, saying, that's nice. He said, there I was back in hell again. This is souls in prison now. So to a prophet that would live face to face and personal with the Lord Jesus, it was like he was living in hell again. And his wife even Noticed, are you okay? And, you know, honey, let's, let's go, let's go. Are you done shopping? He was living in another world. And friends, the closer you get to the Lord, the more wicked this world becomes. If we say we know Him, and the things of the world is pulling on us, and we love those things, something's wrong somewhere. And we need to be honest tonight. And turn, turn from that. The book of Romans says, it's the goodness of God that would lead you to repentance. That means you're going wrong. You're looking at the wrong face. You're not in touch with God. You might think you are, but you're lost. Do you know it's the goodness of God to come to you and take you by the hand and say, let's go to another place. Are you a young person tonight that the Lord is trying to introduce himself to? Are you a middle-aged person or an elderly person? The invitation is being given tonight, this weekend. You're being encouraged to come and experience him. And walk on in a relationship with Jesus Christ. You say, oh, that is so simple. And you know, you ought to be talking like that, Brother John. You're in church. No. This is the Holy Spirit stopping somebody and saying, I'm introducing myself to you. Why there's still a chance to repent. It's my goodness coming to you. Oh, and then you want to run away. You want to run away and get away. And you know what he does? His goodness just starts running after you. I'm going to catch her. I'm going to get him. And and it's not like he's forcing you, but he knows what's best for your life. I wrote this on an airplane because the Lord was already talking to me like what he's talking to you right now hours ago. No one's trying to discourage you tonight. There's no one here trying to stop you from serving the Lord. Is there? No one here is trying to hinder you. 
No one's standing in your way. No, nobody is stopping you against your will. God is trying to invite you into the room. Let's leave the crowd. You know, the kitchen's where the whole family gathers. Or you have visitors. Then you move into the parlor and you talk a little bit more intimately about, you know, you're looking for direction for your life or you're, you're looking, you're talking about your family or you sit outside and talk about your children. It's more personal, but in the third room, in the bedroom, that's where real life comes where a man and a woman know one another. That's where life takes place. You don't invite the neighborhood. It's not a public show. It's personal. It's where we lay aside the things that would come in between that ability of Christ putting His seed inside of us. I know exactly what I'm saying. We need to lay aside the things spiritually that stand between us and God and look into His face and receive His Word. Because we are becoming the Word as we receive the Word. So when you're under the sound of ministry that is speaking the heart of God and you receive that, that is, thus saith the Lord. And that is actually a person's new birth when they personally recognize the word for their day and say, that's not Brother Barry, that's not Brother Paul, that's not Brother John, that's Jesus Christ. That is your new birth. That is Christ coming to you personal. It's not the minister laying hands on you. It's not anointing you with oil. It's not a big crowd. There ought to be a one cry tonight that we would know him. Now we turn to Matthew for a reason. Matthew 7, 21. In, in my Bible, it's, it's the words of Jesus are written in red. Is it in your Bible? Matthew 7, verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 7, 21. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many, let's all say many, will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works. Can you imagine a person doing works for the Lord? You would say, well, that's good. That's going to put them in heaven. Or Brother John, someone has a demon spirit on them and this... A person comes to them and cast it out. You say, that's really powerful. And we could go on and on and on to prophesy in his name. That's pretty amazing. Verse 23, then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Or you that are doing things that you know is not right and you keep doing them. Or, or to you that are not doing the things that the Holy Spirit is trying to lead you to do. That's iniquity. Friends, we can't stand before the Lord with iniquity. Tonight, every person that's a believer, you are given the service to be able to walk out of here justified, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Could happen in one service. You could be filled with the, with the new heart of God in five minutes. 
Friends, I realize in the last hour, Brother John's been working on some heart business. And you might think it's not deep and it's simple, but this is the gospel. We're trying to keep you from being verse 23. That people would be claiming all kinds of this and a life of this and they're going to come to the Lord and He's going to say, I never knew you. It's not that he's dumb or ignorant. He knows everything. And that you didn't live and you didn't go to a certain school and and wear certain clothes and you're born. He knows all of that. That's not what the Bible means. He knows all things. When, When the Bible says, I never knew you, that means he never had a relationship with you. And they're going to say, but I knew you. I cast out devils. I did a lot of good things for the church. And... I gave a lot of money. And he's going to say, I don't know you. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know know you. Depart from me. I I don't want to see your face. Face to face. He's going to say, depart from me. I don't want to see your... You talk about an embarrassment. But Lord... Do you really think at the day of judgment there's going to be a lot of and I did this. Do you really think that's what it's going to be like? The white zone judgment's going to take, you know, 7,000 years because you've got billions of people and you, but I did this and I did that. And you think it's going to be like that? Who thinks it's going to be like that? I did this and I did that. But I, friends, when you're in his presence, it's like every bone in your body is going to explode. When you're in the presence of God, the man that had that experience and came into his presence and Brother Branham gives a different name, Greenfield and another name. And, and, but I preached and can't you find my name on the book? He comes up there and was it Peter or the angel was trying to find, I don't see your name here, but there must be a mistake. I, I, I was an evangelist. I preached the gospel. You see, I was in the message and I did all of this. Your name's not here. Think about it. Think about it. And, and the best he could do was appeal to the white throne judgment. Friends, you can't afford for that to happen. I'm going to get into that in just a moment before we close on the wise and foolish virgin. It's very, very serious. So verse 23, Brother Barry, I think that's why we have meetings like this. So that none of our people are in this verse and stand before the Lord and you're so deceived. It's really going to be on the ministry. Remember, you remember the Sunday school teacher that was coming down to the last few minutes of her life? And she's in the hospital and the pastor's out smoking a cigarette and saying, give her another hypo. Give her an-. She came to that time of crossing over and really seeing him face to face. And she wasn't where she should be. I'm speaking by inspiration a lot tonight, but... You that know the message, know. And she's screaming out. Friends, we don't want our people to be a deathbed experience and come. While you're in your sane mind, give your heart to Christ. The world is offering you insanity. And some of you are taking that over the peace of God. Some of you just need to lay down your device. Someone talk to you about how long you're on your device every day and you shake your head. No, I'm not. I'm not addicted to my cell phone. Yes, you are. 
Do you need, do you need your phone to tell you you've been on the phone 3.75 hours today? And you don't have time to pray? You don't have time to listen to a message? Are you going to listen to Google? Why don't you just listen to the presence of God and lay down that device and say, I just need to be in His presence more. I mean, this isn't a deep rocket scientist. God's not asking you to be a rocket scientist. Brother Branham said, I'm not very strong mentally. I don't have an education. So God's not checking all the, do you look nice? Do you look beautiful? Are you strong mentally? He's not asking those questions. He wants you to know him. Do you know him? Does he know you? Let's go to Matthew chapter 25. You know, I'm not going to be much longer, but if we were here till midnight, this is pretty good for us. We're examining ourselves. I, I don't want one person here to miss the rapture. Come on, friends. I mean... We don't want somebody to miss the rapture. You say, well, you're hanging us over to hell. No, I'm not. We're, we're trying to get our eyes face-to-face personal. Where you bring back that feeling and the Holy Spirit's just impressing upon your heart. Look at this chapter. Maybe write it down and read a little bit of the wise and foolish. Verse 1 says there were ten virgins. And you remember in verse 2 and 3, it says five were wise and five were foolish, but they were virgins. Everyone got that? And remember in verse 5, while the bridegroom slept, they all slumbered and slept. And then when midnight came, verse 6, and the Message came forth, behold, the bridegroom forth, and they went out and they trimmed their lamps. And verse 8, the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil, which is the Holy Ghost, for our lamps are gone out. Verse 9, the wise answered and said, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell. Let me just say it like this. No, we have a walk with God and the Holy Ghost in our own lives, but you need to go to him yourself and receive oil. Without money and without price. You've got to go and receive it. So they went to go get it. Did they ever get it? The very amazing verse is verse 12. Because when they came back and verse 11 and they knocked on the door and opened to us, opened and he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Is that what your Bible says? Hello, Lord. We're responding to the message. We're responding to the call. We're virgins. And he answered, I know you not. I don't know you. I really don't know what you're talking about. But I've been justified. I've been sanctified. I'm a virgin, Lord. I, I do not know you. That's very serious. Older ones, younger ones, alike tonight. Think about this. We're trying to get you so that you're not a rich young ruler, that you would come back to Brother Barry, Brother Paul, myself, or any other preacher, whoever your ministry is, and say, but you didn't tell us. We sat right in your church and you said we were good and you said, you, oh, it's so wonderful that you're here and being part of our fellowship. The rich young ruler went to hell. He was a good guy. He was a wonderful person. But he lifted up his eyes in hell. 
Can we say he missed the rapture? Wait. It's more than a parable or an allegory. It was Brother Branham brought those two parables together and said it was the rich young ruler crying out in hell to give me a little water for my tongue. And, and go, go tell my brothers that. Send somebody back and tell my brothers and the other young people in the church that the way we were living, look at where I'm at. And you would have thought, yes, let's send a revival. Let's go give them a, a real shaking. Let's send them somebody. And you know what the Bible says? Jesus said this, though one rise from the dead, they still wouldn't believe. In other words, they have Moses. They have the prophets. They, they have the message table. They, they have Brother Branham's words. They have the Bible in their language. Vision Books is bringing the Bibles to the nations, bringing the messages of Brother Branham to the nations. And that's good, friends. That's very, very good. It's, it's so, they have Moses. They have the prophets. The one rise from the dead and give a real emotional cry. You know, give me five minutes of the rich young ruler saying, don't miss it, don't miss it, don't miss it. That wouldn't do anything more for you. Someone rising from the dead and telling you certainly isn't going to bring you any closer to God than right now. Friends, Lord, shake our hearts, Lord. Bring back that respect for your presence, Lord. So in all of our services, now, in conclusion, in all the years of service to the Lord and all the activity and all the motions and the efforts, we must have the mechanics be struck by the dynamics of the Holy Ghost. We, we cannot just be sitting doing works unto the Lord or casting out devils or having all these mighty things and have Him say, I never knew you. Can this congregation agree that would be horrible? Is there anybody that comes to your mind that you think, oh, that'd be so good if they came to the Jesus and said, I don't want to know you. Get out of my sight. That'd be horrible. Oh, how we ought to cherish these moments. Have you all felt the presence of the Lord in this service? I mean, the singing, the prayers, the preaching, as Brother, I think it was Brother Barry said, it, not everything in the service might not be for you. It might be for someone else. We should cherish these moments. We should seize the day. This Labor Day weekend, we should say, God, I'm giving you this weekend. Make yourself known to me. How many young people, how many people do we know that have went to camps or been to special services or have put that challenge out before God? Lord, I need you to come and make yourself real to me. And God has met them. Have you all heard testimonies like that where... And God came and He said, well, I wasn't even expecting anything. I didn't really even have a request. But God came by our way and did something so miraculously. Have you all ever heard that before? Like, I heard it today about the winter youth retreat, about people that have been there and they've never been the same. Something happened in those meetings or in that moment. The lights came on and... Friends, we're willing to have this whole weekend for God to turn the lights on for somebody. The atmosphere is right. The desire is good. The will of God is searching for you. The goodness of God is running after you. His kind hand is reaching to take you to places in His presence that you need to go. 
I'm on my last page. But our response is so important. Our response is so important. What we do after is so important. I remember after one year in Louisiana, there was a young man that I think he lived in Oklahoma. And he sat right on the front row when you're right in the service. He was just right down here. And he went home. I think it was on the Tuesday. The church there had music practice. And he fell asleep on the way home and crossed over. And his life was taken. And when you go back and see the videos, Brother Barry, you can see the young man standing there. He didn't know that was his last services. We didn't know. The church didn't know. The young people that he was standing with, the ministers that were preaching, the counselors, the parents that sent them did not know that's his last service. This is his last opportunity. Friends, we want to make sure that our lives, for ourselves and for people around us, that we're given an opportunity for people to know the Lord personally, to, to know Him and His power and His glory. And God, don't let it be so mechanical. Does this church say amen? If we're in a rut, get us out of a rut, Lord. If we've got to have something happen to shake us, shake us, Lord. How we respond is so important. Our relationship with the Lord cannot be built on torment or we're being forced to love Him or something or fear. It's possible, friends, and you've seen it and I've seen it throughout the years. We're 49 years old or young or middle-aged, whatever. For our whole lives, been around the message and in the message and love the message. But it's possible that this message and the gospel can be presented that can bring a twisted view of Christ And that image is not even real. It's a false doctrine or it's a false atmosphere. It's something that's not real. You ought to be so grateful that God's given you the real thing and the original life and the original seed and songs are being sung with life and the preaching is for our good and it's not condescending and it's not pushing you down. It's lifting you up. It's it's encouraging you. Are you thankful for that? I mean... What other atmosphere do we want to be raised in? Who else do we want to be around? I mean, what more can God do for us? As we close tonight, what more can God do for us to invite us to be face to face? I mean, you've got the invitation. You've heard the voice of God. It's a personal, it's got to leave. You know, he's our healer and he's our deliverer. He's my, our helper. It's got to be personal where he's my personal savior. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my joy. He's my helper. He's my Lord. He's my husband. Oh, God, help us if we tell stories about Jesus and about the Bible and we we tell about the present. When bring the people into the presence of God. Are we really getting people to Christ? Brother Branham said it like this in one of his last messages. To you that's out in the broadcast, wherever you are, I want you to receive Christ out there as your personal Savior. Personal. 
He said, and be filled with His Spirit. The words that's been said this morning, may they drop into your heart and may there you receive Jesus. I know this is real simple, friend. It is very simple. For the Word to drop down into your heart and you receive Jesus. And He said, you watch your life and see what you live afterwards. You know, this is so needed right now in the message. I mean, it's not for the moment. It's for how do you live afterwards. Watch your life. Here's a prophet closing a service. This is where he goes. Receive Christ as your personal Savior. And he said, watch your life and see what you live afterwards. Take the thinking man's filter and when you see yourself doing something that's contrary to this word, move from it right quick. Stop doubting what God did for you in that moment or keep needing to go back to an altar or go back and receive the Holy Ghost or go back and be rebaptized and go back. Friends, when you see Him face to face, if your heart condemns you and you've been living somewhere contrary to His word, move from it. And get back to Christ. Because there's a filter that keeps death away from you. That's God's word. And his words are life and they will keep you from death. We need more of that teaching even in the message. It's not the momentary blessing we're looking for. It's not the, the, it's not the ecstasy of the moment like drugs or alcohol, the bar on Friday night. Friends, our young people don't just need be, to be looking for the next camp and the next revival and the next great time. We are in His presence right now. We, His presence is here tonight. Just walk into it and receive it and let it come down deep into your heart. Is this Okay. That's right. Brother John's more concerned with next Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday than I am right now here tonight. Where are you living? How are you walking? What has your experience done in your life? Does it, do you have a desire for the Word? Do you need a church age book, brothers? I mean, the seven seals. Do you need to, do you, would you like the interest in the, in the Bible? Maybe tomorrow we'll hear something and it just sparks an interest. It ought to be back to the Word. and It's not back to your music and back to the gaming and back to dressing the way you used to. We need to come back where it's face to face, where I'm changed forever. It's like I can never go back there again, Brother John. Do our people really know the Lord? Are they really meeting the Lord? When they walk away from that experience, is there something deeper and deeper and deeper that settles them? It's my last lines. Or are some of our people deceived? They think they know Him and do not know Him. How tragic. May there not be one in this church. May there not be one tonight. And I believe that's why the Lord has given a space to repent for many. He's letting it go out and out into overtime. We're in overtime. Do you agree? If there would have been someone in the 1970s or 80s, say, if you would have talked to them in the message and say, we're going to be alive in September 2021, they'd have said, you're crazy. In fact, some, because it was very legal back then, would have said, you're backslidden, brother. The Lord's coming. He's coming. Uh 
It's coming. Our children aren't going to go to school. We're not going to have children. I'm not going to get married. And pretty soon the children went to school. Then the children got married. Then now you have grandchildren and great-grandchildren. The Lord knew that. So it goes to show it wasn't people that really knew Him face to face or the Lord would have been laying seeds in there. I know that's a little deep statement. But the Lord knew all about COVID before COVID. It didn't take him unawares. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next month. And he should be preparing your heart for that. If you're living by your intellect, you're living by the best I can do, it's going to fail. It's going to fail. We need to know him face to face, be walking daily in a personal experience with God. Amen. Where we're not always tripping up and falling flat on our face, but we can say, Thank you, Lord, for letting me miss that trap. Thank you, Lord, for helping me there. We, I'm not a Pharisee where, thank the Lord, I'm not like those that, it's like, oh, God. You hear someone falling away, you say, oh, God. Don't let us miss it, Lord. Don't let us miss your appearing. Don't let us misunderstand what you're doing. Don't let us misinterpret. Don't let us be critical of something that's real. And don't let us be putting aside when we need to go on ourselves. I mean, we can become so religious that we think we're the right ones. And God can never help us. Does everybody understand? Just meet the Lord. Let Him talk to you personal. Meet Him face to face. I encourage you tonight. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father. Bring this more of a reality to us, Lord. I know it's simple, Lord. I know it's God in simplicity, but how we need more and more people connected to you face to face. That We would go home tonight and our thoughts would be on you. We would go back to our private times and we just can't get away from you. We can't get away from these moments. Make it more personal to us, Lord. Bring us back to our private lives. Bring it back to where our own selves as individuals, where there's a hunger and a thirst. Letting go of things that are so easily hold us. We trip up over things that we ought to be further down the road. God, forgive us of our sins. and Let us be like your prophet that was so open and confessing. Lord, I don't have a strong mental ability. I'm not educated. I don't have it all together. Lord, if you would just pass by our way, Lord, and let us know of your grace and let us know that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. My precious sister, my precious brother, if there's been wrong things in your life, why don't you just step out of line and ask him to forgive you and then step back into line? Because there's a healing ahead for you. There's God's grace and mercy is calling out to you. Before we can go on to the deeper things, we got to begin to come to the ABCs and move on up into algebra and move on up into the spoken word. Oh, then we will know you face to face. Oh, Jesus, Lord, if any of us have failed or missed the mark somewhere, As our musicians play, Sister Becky, you can just play something. Lord, may the Holy Spirit just come upon every single person. Don't let one of those that have heard the word 
be in that number where they hear the words one day, I never knew you. I didn't know you. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't let us be trying to hold our works up and some religious thing or some confession that's empty. But let us stand before you and say, Father, if there's anything in my life that's not right, just take it out of my life right now. Give me a greater love. Give me a greater passion. Give me a love for the things of God greater than the things of this world. I pray something's been said tonight for our children, for our young people, that they can grab a hold of. Lord, we talk so much about doctrine and making sure we got all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. And we're just... We got to make sure all the church orders a certain way, and we got to make sure the songs and the preaching, and just got to make sure it. No, no, that friends, the mechanical part is important, but we need the dynamics to strike that. If not, we just become a church and a people and a family that, over time, we can see that we've neglected the main thing. God, in this message of grace, don't let us forget the main thing. If we've been too busy, if we've got distracted, I've seen it, Lord, in the last year over, Satan has distracted thousands and thousands and millions of people. He's got their mind, he's got their affection, he's got everything all moved to the side. God, don't let us get to the right hand or to the left. I pray for every person that you would fill us, Lord. I'm lifting my hands right now. I'm lifting my heart, Lord. We need these times. We need times of refreshing. We need times where the Holy Ghost can come and put oil in every lamp. Our sisters need it. Our brothers need it. Our children need it. Our elderly ones are the middle-aged ones. We all need a good dose and a filling and a refilling and a time that we just say, Lord, draw me closer. Draw me near. I want to know you, Lord. I want to know you, Lord. Have I missed the mark? Have I failed you somehow? Have I become distracted God, these are the kind of people that's going in the rapture. These kind of meetings are what we need right before the rapture. So there's no trouble at the river. So that we can say, Lord, if this is our last service, or if that young man don't make it home, if that family, we hear the prayer request tomorrow from our song leader that, this certain family has suffered and lost. What happened? Oh, that brother that we prayed for, he's gone on. Lord, this isn't sensationalism and it's not emotion. This is their presence coming to us as your people, just drawing us in, drawing us closer. So come on, brother. Come on, sister. Come on up to the road. 
Lord, your wife is making herself ready. We're examining. We're getting out the brooms. We're brushing out all the cobwebs. We're looking under them. Where did my love go? Where did my peace go? Why am I so troubled? Why am I so tormented? And you're looking under the Davenport. You're looking in the closet like the lady in the scripture. She was looking for the virtue that she had lost because she knew her husband was coming back. Lord, you're coming back soon. I believe we're hearing the last messages before the catching away. Lord, don't let one person from Hickory Bible Tabernacle miss it. We have no greater joy than to see our children receiving you. Lord, it would give us no greater joy tonight that after this weekend we start hearing back testimonies of Brother Perry. I just want you to know, Brother John doesn't know, he didn't know us, but Whatever the Lord laid on his heart in those notes, it was for me. It was for our family. There's just a different tone about us. It's brought a seriousness. It's renewed us back. And thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I wonder who would just say thank you for your goodness, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness, Lord, to even care enough to talk about this, Lord even care enough to look down into our hearts before the service and deliver a message. Lord, let it get personal again. Let it come back to a time when we're face to face. It's you, Jesus. Oh, Father, take us, Lord. Take us tonight, Jesus. Take us, Lord, Jesus. Take us, Lord. Let everyone just begin to pray right there where you're at. Just... Speak to the Lord. Lord, take us further, Lord. Give us your word. Give us something in our hearts. Speak to us, Lord. Oh, Father, move upon us, Jesus, from the youngest to the oldest. Let even tonight, Lord, just begin to be the start of a breaking and a loosening and a softening for somebody. Oh, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Come closer. Come nearer, Lord. Jesus, come close. Come near. Let the dove just flutter up and down the aisles now. Flutter into the, out across the internet, Lord. Into the aisles, into the nursery, into the hearts of us, Lord Jesus. We felt your presence, Lord. We sensed your moving of your Holy Spirit, Jesus. Take us, Lord, from the church and the parlor and the living room into that secret place. I want to close the door. I want to close the door to everybody else and everything else. I just want you, Lord. I want to see you. I want to know you, Lord. I want to sense you. Would you give me your hand, Lord? Give me your hand. I want to look up toward the mountain and find my way back to the where all those things that are precious and treasures in our life, oh God, even in all of our efforts and all of our prayers, we can get up from there and be going in the wrong direction. Lay your hand upon our shoulder, Lord, and when we turn, clear away the fog, Lord. Be the guide of our lives, Lord. 
Let us go straight to our destination. You cleared away the fog. You cleared away the brain fog and the amnesia. You cleared away all the spiritual things that are hindering. Now you can run. Sister, now you can run. Now, brother, you can walk. You can go. You can keep living your life. In Jesus' name, Lord, may may individuals stay in the line. They've been out of line. Just get back in the line. Oh, bride, get back in the line. And get back in the line. There's good things ahead for you. The promises of God are laying ahead for you. In Jesus' name, I give you this message tonight. I deliver it to you. I give it to you. In Jesus' name.
Spirit has made himself abundantly clear tonight. Abundantly clear. And Brother John said something very important, and that is this, that the right response is really critical. How you respond to what God says to you so directly is really critical. And I think it's really important for you now, not to resist, but to surrender. Like we just sang, Lord, I, I surrender my life to you. And if anybody's never made that surrender, tonight is a wonderful night to do that. We have water in the baptistry. We can baptize anybody. If you've never made your surrender, if you never dedicated your life to him and given to him, tonight is a great night not to resist, but just to give yourself away. Just to say, Lord, I, put my, I want to put my life in your hands again. I just want to let it go. I don't want to be moving in another direction. I don't want to be stepping away here. But, Lord, I want to come right back face to face with you. I give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away.
sing this take my this is our part now Consider now what God has said to us tonight. I give myself away. Yes, I give myself away. So
emotional thing, just stepping out for a minute and just in, in, a, in a personal moment, just saying, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me for my carnality and forgive me for my selfishness and forgive me for this or that or whatever else. But don't stay out now. Brother Branham said, now just step back in line again. I bet there's a lot of us that would like to do that. Sing this with me now and then we're going we're gonna to pray. I need you.
something that you have done or participated in or got involved in or whatever else grieve the Holy Spirit and then tonight the Holy Spirit comes and grabs us by the face and looks us in the eye and says but I have more good things for you I want to bless you I want to love you more I want to give you more and you realize oh Lord just let him search your heart now And if you just want to do that with me, just in your heart, in your heart, just step out of line and pray. Lord Jesus, as we bow our hearts before you, forgive us, Lord, of our indifference. Forgive us, Lord, of our coolness. Forgive us, Lord Jesus, of our indifference to things that matter. Forgive us, Lord, because maybe there's some of us who've taken for granted the grace of God that's been extended to us. Forgive us, Lord, for things we have done wrong and things maybe we've participated in. Forgive us, Lord, because we have given in to the pull of this world, the temptations that surround us. And Lord, as we enter closer to the presence of the King, and as we enter closer, Lord, to the glory of God, we just want to step out of line in our hearts and just say, Lord Jesus, cover me, forgive me, Lord. But by your grace, Lord, we want to step back in line again because we believe we're called to that place. We believe we are called to that position as members of the bride of Christ. Help us, Lord, I pray. Help us to have that strong desire, Lord, to want to be right with you. We step out of line. We humbly come before you and we step back in line again. We ask this in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I rededication to God and say, Lord, just stir in my heart. And, Lord, I, I, want, I want to live a life that's so close to you that I don't want to have to step out of line and have to step back into line. I want to 
Every day, Lord, check me. Every day, speak to my heart. Every day, stir in my life, Lord. You want to have that tonight? Why don't you slip out of your seat and come on up in the front here and we just pray together and worship together for just a little bit. Let's sing that little chorus there just as you're coming there. I worship you, Almighty God. I worship you, Almighty God. Oh, there is none like you. I worship you in some peace. That is what I want to do. And I give you praise. Sing it again now. Just close your eyes. Just block everything else out. Just sing it now. I worship you. I search my heart, oh God. Lord, speak to us. Deal with us, Lord. Draw us closer to you, Lord Jesus. You're all I want. You're all I need. You're all I'd ever need, Lord. Oh God, keep us, I pray. In the palm of your hand. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we thank you. I want to do, and I give you praise. For you are my
pray in your own way now. Dear Lord Jesus, as we bow in your presence tonight, Lord, I pray you'd stir in every heart. I pray, dear God, that you would just pour yourself out among this people, O oh God. That, Father, you might just do a work in us, O oh God, that just reminds us of your, of your amazing grace and how sweet it sounds to us. That, Lord Jesus, we might fall in love all over again with you, Lord. We might fall in love with you, Lord Jesus, in a way that, that transforms us, that changes us, that challenges us, Lord, to be mindful of you every day. That, Lord, it, it, it creates that atmosphere, Lord, around us that, Lord, we'd never want to grieve the Holy Spirit, but, Lord, we'd want to have that heavenly dove to be with us every day of our lives, Lord. Father, our goal, our, our, our longing, our reason for being, Lord, is you. And, Lord, to, to make it across that line and to, to enter into the joys of the Lord that you have prepared for us. And, Lord, we are your house. We are your temple. We are your place. And, Lord, may we live a life in such a way that you would never be grieved away from that, Lord. But you'd always be welcome in this house and in this place. Lord, may you just come and stir in every heart. As we begin these meetings, Lord, what a definite statement, Lord, you have made to us. That, Lord, you don't want to just pour things out upon us and, Lord, send messengers to us. But, Lord, I believe you want to take us in your hands and speak to us, lip to ear and eye to eye and face to face, Lord, personally, in a way that we would never forget, in a way, Lord, that we would be moved upon. And in Jesus' name, Lord, we curse every demon, of, of, of temptation and of lust and of indifference, Lord, and every spirit, Lord, that would come contrary to the Holy Spirit. We curse the diseases that keep your people apart. We curse the pressures of our society that make us voiceless against the sins of this world. Lord, I pray that you would just, just stir in us, Lord. Make us strong. Make us stand for right. Lord, make us to resist. Make us strong to resist the pull of this world. And Father, I pray that you would just deal with us, Lord, according to your mercy, not according to your judgments, but according to your mercy, Lord, that you would deal with us. Forgive us, O oh God. And Father, may you just come and come close to us over these days, Lord, I pray. We love you, Lord Jesus, with all of our heart. We just embrace you now. We just want to say we love you and we appreciate you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Make me more like Thee.
God still moves? Do you believe that God still speaks? Do you believe that God still loves us? Let's sing this little chorus. Let's make this our closing prayer tonight. Jesus, draw me close. And let's just say, Lord, if, if this is your desire to draw us close and speak to us face to face, Lord, have your way for the rest of the weekend. We're going to give you that. We're going to give you that, Lord. We're going to give you that, that opportunity. We're going to give you our heart, our ears, our mind. We're going to give you everything. Lord, just speak to us. Will you do that tonight? I believe if he's got that kind of an attitude among us, you know what? He'll speak to you. I believe that he will. If you give him an ear, he'll speak to you. I believe that with all my heart. I, I knew God was going to speak directly to us. I just didn't know it was going to be that directly on the first night. That's just, to me, that's just stirring. Just just stirring. And I think that's what this, this, this presence should be. It should be stirring. It should be gripping. It should be challenging. It should be all of those things to us. Jesus strong, be services, I pray you draw us close to you, Lord. Take us in your hands. Speak to us as friends. Speak to us, Lord, as your bride. Speak to us, Lord Jesus, as clearly as you have spoken to us tonight. I pray, dear God, you'd forgive us, Lord, of anything in our lives, Lord, that might hinder the moving of the Holy Spirit. Come close, Lord, we pray. Draw near to us. Father, I just, we give you this weekend, we give you this, this little set of services, Lord, and we just, we just want to invite you to come and do whatever you would desire to do among us. We love you and we thank you, Lord Jesus. We bow in your presence tonight. And thank you, dear God, for your closeness and your nearness. Lord, we often pray that you'd make the word personal, make it real. Make it relevant in our lives.
lives. And Lord, there's really not anything more personal that we could experience than just to have you speak directly to our hearts. And we thank you for that tonight. Lord, I pray as we go our separate ways now, we just bring this same atmosphere back with us tomorrow. And Lord, may you just have your way among us. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we give our time to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're going to let you go tonight. If you want to linger a little and worship, certainly welcome to do that. And we just appreciate the word of the Lord. I, I wrote down on my piece of paper tonight that what you turn your face to reflects what's in your heart. What you turn your face to and what you, what you focus on and pay attention to, that's a reflection of what's in your heart. And, and I believe he said very clearly to us tonight that he, he wants us to turn our hearts and our thoughts to him. I believe that. Let's sing uh, the, as we go tonight and may God bless you and thank you all for being here tonight. Father in heaven, we love you. We lift your name in all the earth. Let's sing that this evening here. May God bless you as you go. They have a little snack prepared for us and fellowship a little bit tonight. And we'll see you again in the morning at 10.30. Father in heaven, we love you. We lift your name in all the earth. May your kingdom be established. Blessed be the Lord.
just more.